0: everyone to behind the mask podcasts i'm your host coach jeremy in this podcast we discuss the characteristics of ego self-discovery and finding our most authentic self remember i don't claim to be the expert i'm here to merely share my knowledge understanding and experiences with the sole interest of helping others (laughs) Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, Episode number four on understanding ego. Um, We're going to talk about, uh, recap, like I mentioned, uh, each week in each episode, we'll kind of recap what we went over the previous episode and then uh, get into the new topic. So just kind of follow up. Again, last episode, we talked about how uh, uh, one of the characteristics of ego is living in fear. Um, Again, talking about how many times and so often we will justify uh, fear based decisions or justify our fears um, from logic or thinking that those are um, things that help us to navigate and to protect ourselves. I want to share a few experiences. We recap and talking about some of the negative experiences or negative things as to why living in fear is so detrimental to who we are. So I was talking with one of my guys and we're talking about kind of some of his posts that he was putting on social media and how I liked them a lot. And um, they're a little bit different just recently from what he, they were before. And he was explaining, he was like, yeah, man, I, I go in different phases and get in these modes where I'll just start posting stuff. And, you know, I, I get into it and I research all day. And then all of a sudden I have this moment of like, oh, shit, what what am I doing? And then I really start second guessing myself and kind of fearing that I'm trying to portray something that I'm not or afraid that, you know, I'm coming across as to uh, one way or the other and again i think that's that's a great example of what fear and what ego does is it really holds us back from being authentic it holds us back from from not doing the things that really our heart desires us to do but then our mind our ego convinces, convinces us that really we should Should we be doing that? What are people going to think? And so as we go through, I do want to make that point today is as we go through these characteristics, these four main characteristics of ego, I really want you kind of to put the tie the to the the, 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 connect the dots together and and tie them into each other. Because a lot of times when you're thinking of fear based decisions, (laughs) that still goes back to seeking or needing validation. Right, The thought process is, oh, I'm not going to do that because then what will others think of me? And fear is a big thing because fear, in my mind, is one of the most foundational aspects of ego. We'll talk about today as far as having control. And control is a behavioral aspect that is driven by the fear that which we have in our lives. So, it's important and I wanna kinda you'll go through that as we're talking about and reviewing the negative impacts of fear. When you think about how often in our life, how many times in my career and in my life have I held myself back because of a fear? So if you will, think about in your own life how many decisions are made on a daily basis that are fear based decisions. Here are some examples. I'm afraid to go and apply for that specific job or go after that career because I don't know if I'm any good at it. I don't have a degree. I don't have any specialty. I don't have anyone in my family. The means of justifying that is logic. At least that's how we claim it to be. Think about the decisions of fear of not saying something to somebody the fear of being a certain way being who you are because the other person has made comments that no, you know, I don't like that. So to be accepted, to be validated, we justify the fear of not being who we are because of that. How many times have we made decisions to, to give counsel from fear? being a parent, that's one of the biggest things too. My mom, so I'll give you an example. My mother is a phenomenal cook. Um, and she has this family recipe. It's a cheese dip. And that was one of the highlights when I was younger and playing basketball. Um, the highlights was having like team dinner and, and they'd come over and, and my mom would cook Mexican food and so forth, and she always has this cheese dip, and it, we became very popular and famous with anyone who knew our family. And I remember in the summer times to pay for my basketball tournaments, I would go around the neighborhood and go around to different places, and she would make a whole bunch of cheese dip and then her uh, famous green chili burritos. And I would go and sell that stuff to basically pay for my tournaments. And it was so popular that I would always usually get my tournaments paid for completely by just doing that. Well... As we got, as kids got older, we would always tell my mom, mom, why don't you package this up and sell it? And it's something that her and my dad had kind of talked about or alluded to. And she would always say, well, you know, yes, I totally should. But then fear would set in. And, and all of a sudden, all the excuses came out well, you know, when you make it, it has to be this temperature. And so, like, I don't know how it would be. Or I don't know how to get into the restaurants to sell it to. Or I don't, like, we don't know anyone in manufacturing or distribution. All the logical reasons as to why not to do it ultimately came down to she was afraid to do it. Afraid of failure. Maybe afraid of success. Maybe afraid that Something that that she valued, that we all valued as a family, would not be valued outside. And so to this day, even now, and still something that we talk to her and tell her all the time, Mom, you should sell this, you know, package this up, sell it. It's even easier now than ever to sell things. Still won't do it. And imagine what the life could be if she didn't or wasn't afraid to do it, and if she actually just went for it. Who knows? So hopefully these examples kind of give you a little bit of an insight as as far as what fear does to us. It's not huge. A lot of times it's so important to understand that a lot of the time it's not these huge life-changing and life-altering decisions that affect us. It's the small day-to-day things. It's the little fears of our daily activities Do I speak up in the business meeting today and actually share my opinion or no? Do I, do I, am I afraid to take a certain action? Am I afraid to pursue a person of interest? Am I afraid to, um, explore more on how to, to do my passions more often? So, It's the culmination of the little fears that that impact us on a daily basis that have tremendous impact on our overall life. Another thing, too, and I mentioned this before, that we are vibrational beings. We are beings of energy. If you don't believe me, hold your hands semi close together. Don't touch them together and you will feel the heat and you'll feel the vibration of the energy that flows through us. When we are in a state of fear. Our vibration, our attitude, our emotions, our energy, all of those things are at a very low frequency. So as we get into in the future episodes, we'll talk about how to overcome some of these things and some of the best practices uh, to get out of the state of being in fear. But just take into consideration that aspect of when you are doing something that you are afraid of doing or that there's fear involved there, pay attention to how you feel physically versus the times when you're not afraid to do something and you feel confident and you're doing it because you love doing it. Pay attention to how you feel in those situations and then compare the two. So fear is a very big issue when it comes to um, ego. And like I mentioned in the first episode, Ego swooped into our life as a survival mechanism. So it wanted to help us to feel safe. And sometimes by doing so, it creates fear. And if we're afraid to explore the unknown, then we'll be safe because at least we know what we have in our current state. So, again, keep that in mind. And moving on to the next characteristic of ego in control based off of Deepak Chopra's uh, definition of our social mask and ego. So coaching youth basketball, I would always ask my players, what is it that you actually have control over? And I want to pose that question to you guys as you're listening to this. I want you to really think about what it is that you have control over. And what does it mean to have control so one of the things that I want to start by saying is when you look at the definition of control it's a very interesting thing so I'm looking right here and the definition of control is at least this one is a power to direct or an accepted comparison model in an experiment or a device used for regulation or the other definition is control is defined as command restrain or manage. So as you think about that definition of what control is, why would you think that one of the main characteristics of ego is control? It's the ability to manage, restrain, command. And when you really think about it, when we go through life, and so we say, Oh, I have control over this and I have control over that and I have control over this when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, we really only have control of very few things in our life, but yet how obsessed do we become with control? I want to talk a little bit about those, some of those factors in the simple fact that we try to control what other people think about us. We try to control how people perceive us. We try to control the, The opinion of others that they have on us. We try to control how other people act. A lot of that control factor, when he really boils down to it, is when we are in an ego perspective mindset, we are trying to control so many things that ultimately gives us safety. One of the things that I mentioned that I've, I've gone through an addiction recovery program and understand the dynamics of addiction, um, addiction is not only just dramatic things like drugs and alcohol. There's a lot of addictive patterns and behaviors in our life from shopping to eating to exercising. I mean, you can really ultimately get into a lot of different areas and say, well, yeah, those are kind of borderline addiction, addictive behaviors. An addiction behavior is defined as this. It's basically it's a behavior that starts to have a negative impact on our lives. Most often, and when you talk to an addict, you're asking them. Why do you behave that way? And a lot of times it's because of control. They're trying to control things around them so that they can feel safe. So when we are obsessing about controlling how things go, how people act, how um, experiences are unfolded, we're doing so much damage and detriment to our own existence and our experiences. Ego wants control because it wants to feel that it has power and authority over things, which is the next subject. But think about the last two characteristics of validation and living in fear. How does how does control apply and correlate with those two characteristics? When ego is defined as our social mask and being not being who we really are, but the facade that we carry, control is a huge element of that. Because if I can do certain things that make you believe a certain way about me, then I feel that I have control and safety. If I can do things, or if I can control how you perceive me, then I'll feel safe and not feeling abandoned or judged or ridiculed. If I don't go out of my comfort zone and I control everything in my environment, Yeah, am I fully happy? I may not be, but at least I'm safe. And that's where the control factor comes in with correlated with fear. So what are the areas in your life that you try to control? I was having a conversation the other day with with my daughter about basketball. And she was really struggling this season. And so I started talking to her and I said, so why are you... Why are you so frustrated? What's different this year from last year when you had a great year, you had a lot of fun, and this year what's happening? Well, she talked about her coach and their approach to the game, their strategies. They t- She talked about her teammates and some of the things that are going on with that dynamics. Uh, she talked about her own expectations, what she wanted to accomplish or, or expected this season to be being her senior year. And when I really had a chance to listen to her, I asked her the question. I said, okay, so out of all those things, how many of those things are really in your control? All those frustrations, how many of those frustrations are really within the scope of your control? And she looked at me and the light bulb turned on and she says, none of them. So. This element of needing control, thinking that we can have control, obsessing over having control, when you really are honest and take a step back and look at it, we really don't have control over anything. The only thing that we have control over is what happens within us. And so going back again to the first episode, an egocentric perspective is an outside-in perspective. The, The elements outside of us influence the inside of us. So, example, my daughter, her coaches, her teammates, the games, her her stats, all the things that are outside the scope of her were then at that point in time influencing and impacting her inside, which is her happiness, her state of well-being, her sense of fulfillment, her joy, her love. Having a self perspective, an authentic perspective, that's an inside out viewpoint. Everything that's inside of her, then at that point in time, influences everything outside of her. And so when we are an egocentric perspective, we are looking at all the things that are outside of us and how that's influencing the inside of us. And that's why there's this battle we try to control those things that are outside of us we we try to control the masks that we wear we try to feel we try to fit in to, to be accepted we try to please people by doing certain things we try to sacrifice things that are naturally important to us but because the outside factors it means more to them and so we do those types of things to control our own safety because if we feel more validated then that means that we're worthy that means that we are worth something. Our ego messages, our gremlin messages, which, we, which is another topic we're going to get into. We'll talk about some of those justifications on why it is that we try to control and what's the repercussions of that control. But there's really only two things that we can fully control in our lives. Our effort and our attitudes. And at, when I mean attitude, I'm referring to mindset. I'm referring to to um, our paradigm. I'm referring to the energy and the choices that we make. When I talk about effort, it's about the behaviors, the things that we can do. Every day we have a choice to get up and go to work. We have a choice to get up and play the roles in our lives of doing the things that we need to do. And the reality of it is... Are we going to allow the outside factors to determine our inside feelings? So, again, I always like to give challenges, and and the real perspective of this is is to just gain a clarity of where we are at currently to truly just be more aware of the patterns of our life. Our life experiences are... Culminations of patterns of behaviors that we display on a consistent basis. And most often those patterns are unconscious patterns. They're ways that we were raised, cultivated. Um, we were given belief systems. We've adopted belief systems. And so these patterns are things that... We do without consciously being aware of them. And so going through this podcast and understanding ego is to understand the patterns in which are based off of an egocentric mindset. We need to be aware of those things. We need to take ownership of those things. And so what are those patterns in our lives that we obsess about trying to control? Is it within our relationships? Am I trying to control the way a person acts perceives, behaves, interacts with me or with other people? Am I trying to control things at work? Am I trying to control the decisions of my bosses or the processes and systems of the company that have been set in place? Am I trying to control, you know, things that are really outside the scope of my control? We, we get in these modes of thinking that we have some ability to control those things and we obsess with them and it drives us crazy. There's been many times in my life where I have felt that I literally was going crazy because of my obsession of trying to control elements that I had literally zero control of. And so what happens? It just reinforces the fear. It puts me in a situation where, I'm not in control and I feel that everything is going to spiral out of control. And so then I fight harder and I lose myself more. So in closing of the, of this episode, I want to leave a quote and it says, the more you try to control something, the more it controls you free yourself and let things take their own natural course. I love that. Quote because as we talk about getting into our true authentic self and what that means and what that looks like, control is a huge, huge element of that. And control is usually one of the hardest behaviors to break because we're constantly taught to control. And so when you think about where our focus is at, And the things that we're trying to control are the things that actually become our our masters. And we're truly not free of that. When we get to the place where we can actually let go, fully let go, that's when authenticity will show up and arrive. And then that's where the egocentric perspective becomes a self-centered perspective. I want to genuinely thank you all for joining us today as we journey together down this path to self-discovery. If you are interested in more content, tools, resources, or like to follow me on social media, you can find me at Coach Jeremy Martine, or you can visit our website at www.coachjeremymartine.com. Wishing you all a blessed day and know that we all have magnificence inside us.